everyone. Welcome to another episode of Impact Today. We are so happy that you decided to join us. We are Mark and Victoria Bowling. We're evangelists and teachers of the Word of God. Right now, we are in the middle of a series about all the miracle testimonies found in the Gospels. The Gospels are the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John found in the New Testament of the Bible. So we've been really picking apart all the different stories and trying to glean as much out of them as we can. I want to encourage you to grab your Bible so you can follow along, get a notebook so you can take notes, because really, if you could go back and study, you'll get a lot more out of it. Go back later, look it over again. I also want to encourage you to check out our website at impacttoday.tv. There, you will find every episode we've ever recorded of Impact Today, Mm -hmm. and that could be very beneficial to you. We have received testimonies from people that have gone to our YouTube channel and binge watched Mm -hmm. every single episode from the beginning. In fact, we had one partner of our ministry, a mom with a daughter in her 20s who was suffering horribly from mouth and face pain that the doctors really didn't have any answers for. She's like 22, 23 Mm -hmm. years old, and all they could do for her was drug her up a medication so that she wouldn't be in as much pain. The mom reached out to us and asked for prayer. Of course, we prayed, but I said to her, go find Impact Today and watch the shows. Well, let me tell you what, she and her daughter watched all the episodes that we had up until that point. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 29 or so. And um, she received her healing completely, 100% made whole. She went from being in bed on medication to outdoing what regular, normal 20-something-year-olds should be doing. That's right, because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, it says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Uh, Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health or medicine to all your flesh. Amen. So, you know, the more you feed on the Word of God, you take notes, you, you, you look up the verses of Scripture, you think about them, you ponder them, you study them, and you allow that Word to get in you. It will literally affect every pore, every cell, every fiber of your being. You're right. Because it's miraculous. It's full of the life of God. Mm-hmm. The power of God, the love of God, the faith of God. The Bible says he sent his word and it healed them. Hallelujah. You know, you mentioned in that scripture you just quoted out of Proverbs that God's word is like medicine. Well, how many of you know when you go to the doctor and he gives you medicine, you take it like three times a day. Mm -hmm. You take it on a regular basis. You know, if you have some kind of disease that has attacked your body, it will do you well to take your medicine three times a day. Amen. What do I mean by that? Turn on turn on one of these programs three yeah. times a day. Mm-hmm. Get your Bible out three times a day. Mm-hmm. Start reading and meditating in the Word of God. Like Mark said, the Word of God has the life. It is the life of God. Yes. And it will work in you. Amen. Oh. So we're talking about the different miracle testimonies Mm -hmm. from the life of Jesus that we find written in the Bible, Mm -hmm. which 
are not just fairy tales. They're uh -huh. not just stories that somebody made up. They're actual historical accounts yes. of things that happen. So what miracle are we going to look at today? We're talking about today uh, the man with the withered hand. Mm -hmm. now, now, don't forget, the Bible says, Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, what we see Jesus doing for this man, he'll do for you. Yes. And also, if we'll do what this man did, act like he did. Every time we do these, these lessons, we're examining what the people did. Because if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that means if we'll do how, uh, what the people did to receive their miracle, if we'll do the same thing, we'll receive the same results. That's right. The Bible also says that God is no respecter of persons. Yeah. That means He treats everyone the same. Yes. You know, that's not the way it is in the real world. Mm -hmm. If you have lots of money, sometimes you get treated better than a poor man. Yeah. Right? But God's not like that. God puts everyone on a level field. Yes. And if we will respond mm -hmm. to what He's offering us, mm -hmm. we will get results. No matter if we're rich, poor, man, woman, uh, no matter our religion, mm -hmm. He will respond to our faith. Hallelujah. Amen? So in this story, the man with the withered hand, it's actually recorded by Matthew, Mark, and Luke, mm -hmm. which means the Holy Spirit wants us to see all three perspectives so we can learn something Amen. and uh, apply it to our lives. So, Victoria, if you could read Matthew 12. Uh, Starting in verse 9, mm -hmm. Matthew 12, verse 9. Now, when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? that they might accuse him. Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value, then, is a man than a sheep? Mm. Therefore, it is lawful mm -hmm. to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. Wow. And go ahead and read the next verse, too. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Hallelujah. Healed them all. Amen. Listen to Mark's account here. Mark chapter 3, starting with verse 1. And he entered the synagogue again. And a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger... Mm being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him 
how they might destroy him. Wow, there's so much in there. You know, while you're reading that, I'm thinking of this and this and this yeah. and this. So much. Uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 6. Now it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught, and a man was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. And he arose and stood. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or destroy it? And when he had looked around at them all, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand, and he did so. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. But they were filled with rage and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. So here in this story, uh, again, it's the man with the withered hand. What's very interesting is, again, Jesus is having a confrontation with the religious leaders. Yeah. The last time we taught, we taught on the, uh, the crippled woman who was bent over. And again, they had a problem and an issue with Jesus healing on the Sabbath day. And again, they're confronting him about healing on the Sabbath day. What's interesting is if you look at the preceding story before you even get to him teaching in the synagogue, He's going back and forth with other Pharisees because his disciples are eating in the field on the Sabbath day. Right. And he was like, hey, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. You know, the religious people and religion, generally speaking, is always more concerned with following rules, following rules than actual human need. So that's just an interesting thing to notice here. Here in this story, this man has a withered hand. Mm -hmm. uh, the NIV translation describes it as a shriveled hand. Um, so that could be like maybe he was maimed or it could be arthritis. Yeah, or he was maybe born that way. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true too. The New Living Translation says it was a deformed right hand. Mm. And so that is very interesting uh, because... You know, in certain cultures, uh, they eat with their right hand. For example, yeah. in the nation of India, they use their right hand to eat. And I'll never forget when we were in Vijawada, yes, that's right. Vijawada, India, in the year uh, 2000, 2000, 2001. Okay. In the year 2001, Vijawada, India, during our very first miracle festival, there was a man there who had a withered hand and, yeah. and his whole arm was drawn in like this. And while we were preaching the gospel, even before we finished the message, the man came up on the platform, interrupted the message because he was so excited because he had received his healing right in the middle of the message. Yeah. It was awesome. But one thing that stood out to us is he said, I am so happy because now I can eat 
with my right hand. Right. Because there in that culture, you normally don't eat with your left no, hand. even people who are left-handed, mm -hmm. who would want to use their left hand to eat mm -hmm. from a child, they're taught, keep your left hand under the table and eat with your right hand. Yeah. And it's really disgraceful yeah. to eat with your left hand. So he was thrilled. He was thrilled. <laughs> he was Thank so God for his mercy. Yeah. And notice what God did for the man with the withered hand in the Bible. He did for a man with a withered hand in Vijawada, yeah. India. Mm -hmm. If he did it for him, he'll also do it for you. Yeah. Again, we tell you testimonies from our ministry and our life because it shows you that God is not just a God who did miracles 2,000 years ago. Right. He does miracles today, today because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Now, again... Back to these religious leaders. Interesting, the Bible says that they were watching Jesus to see if he would heal on the Sabbath in this example. Because this was a different synagogue than other places. Maybe they had heard. They had heard. That he had been healing on the Sabbath. Yeah. And they wanted to catch him. They wanted, yeah, they wanted a reason to accuse him. They wanted to bring him before a court of law. They did not like Jesus. They were jealous of him. They were angry with him. They didn't care about the people. No. All they cared about was their religion and um, finding fault with Jesus. Right, so they could condemn him. So they could condemn it. But what's also interesting is they weren't saying if he could heal. No, they already knew he could. Yeah. Jesus had such a reputation Everywhere he was going, mighty signs and wonders were taking place. You know what I like about this too, though, is in this story, which is different than the, the lady with the spirit of infirmity that we talked about in the previous episode. In this story, they didn't ask him if it's lawful to heal. Mm -hmm. They didn't openly say anything, but he knew what they were thinking mm -hmm. and so he answered them yeah it was like he he was not only going to heal this guy but he was going to put them in their place yeah yeah i love jesus yeah <laughs> he's pretty bold he is and he he says he has the man stand up yeah man stand up come right here and stand and here's this guy with a withered hand in front of everybody Everyone, yeah. and notice the bible says here very interesting. Jesus was angry. It says it in Mark chapter 3. Mm -hmm. So it's very, that, and Jesus is perfect. Right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times when people think of Jesus, he's just kind of floating around on a cloud and everything is just, you know, monotone voice, no emotion whatsoever, no great joy, no anger, nothing, just monotone. No, the Bible says here, that he looked around at them with anger, being grieved because of the hardness of their hearts. They were so hardened, they didn't even realize that this man, the crippled man, the one with the withered hand, has an opportunity to be healed. They didn't even care. They didn't care about him. All they cared about is if Jesus was going to heal on the Sabbath so they could catch Jesus. Now notice, it says they were looking for a reason to accuse him. That's very significant. You know why? 
the word devil, you know, the devil, his name means accuser. Mm -hmm. It means accuser and false accuser. In fact, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 that before the throne, he's, going to, he's constantly accusing the brethren. Mm. He's always looking for you to make a mistake so he can bring an accusation against you. He'll do it to God, saying, look at what they're doing, look what they're doing. And then he'll also scream in your ear, Look what you did. Look what you did. Look what you did. A lot of times the devil will even put a thought in your mind. And you won't even commit an act of sin. He'll just put a thought in your mind and he'll scream right behind it. Look what you're thinking about. Look what you're thinking about. How dare you? You're an evil person. He is an accuser. He wants to condemn you. He wants to make you look bad. But God is the justifier. God is on your side. Amen. God loves you. God does not have a religious bone in his body, so to speak. Of course, God doesn't have bones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus does. You know, Jesus does. He's, he's resurrected from the Flesh dead. Flesh and bone. Flesh and bone, seated at the right hand of God the Father, but God doesn't have any bones. Jesus does. But my point is this. There's no religiosity in God. Right. He is love. He loves you. He cares for you. And He wants you to be healed. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Mm -hmm. He wants you to walk with Him. Amen. Amen. He's more concerned about you than a day of the week. That's true. See, these, these religious guys were more concerned about a day of the week than for the needs of humanity. Amen. But God cares for you. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The Bible says that God demonstrated His love toward us. That even while we were sinners, even when we were His enemies, He chose to send His only Son for you and me. He came into this earth, clothed Himself with human flesh to take our guilt our sin, our shame upon Himself so that He could die in our place and pay the penalty that we deserve to pay. Yes. So that we could be reconciled to God. Hallelujah. While we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God has raised him up from the dead, you will be saved. I want to challenge you. Are you like these religious people here? Always finding fault with everybody else? Concerned more with religious traditions and ceremonies than people themselves? Hmm. Let's not be that way. Let's turn away from that. You know... Every person alive today outside of Jesus Christ, they're bound by one of two things. They're either bound by their sins, immorality, or they're bound by religion. You could say it like this. They're either bound by selfishness or self-righteousness. See, the person who's bound by religion, they're bound by sin as well, but they're blinded by their religion. Maybe you've tried to be, with good intention, tried to be a 
a a good religious person, but inside your heart, you feel like you're still empty. You feel like you still have no peace with God. That's because religion won't satisfy. You have to have a relationship with God through the person of Jesus Christ. And so we want to give an invitation to you right now to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, As many as receive Him, to them He gives the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in His name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You'll become a child of God. You'll be born again. You'll be born of God, born Mm -hmm. of His Spirit. You'll have a brand new heart inside of you. Do that with me right now. Yes. Say this after me, dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. I'm in need. I am in need. Because I've committed many sins. Because I've committed many. Or sins. I'm empty inside. I'm empty inside. And I ask you. And I ask to you forgive me of my sins. To forgive me of my sins. I repent. I repent. And I receive your forgiveness. And I receive your forgiveness. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is your son. Is your son. That he died for my sins. That he died for my sins. And he rose again. And he rose again. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that with all of my and heart. And therefore I receive Jesus. And therefore I receive into Jesus. Into my heart. Into my heart. And I confess. And I confess. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is my my Lord. Is my Lord. He, is my he is my Savior. And according to your promise, and according to your I thank promise, you, you save me now I thank you, you save and me now. Make, me your child. make me your child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My friend, if you've Hallelujah. done that, I want to announce to you as a servant of the Lord, your sins are now forgiven. Yes. Glory to God. They're blotted out. They're wiped away. You, Jesus loves you so much. And He has paid the price for you. And you've accepted it. And now you're forgiven. And the Bible says you're now a child of God. I want to encourage you to call the number on your screen. And tell someone what you just did. Tell them that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5 in verse 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation glory old things have passed away behold all things have become new if you prayed and received jesus christ as your lord and savior you have been made a new creation the old has passed away and behold you are brand new glory to god amen hallelujah amen you're brand new a child of god righteous in his sight now yes thank god for it now just like this man in the Bible that we, we talked about, and we're actually going to continue this next week, but just like this man with the withered hand, the, the, the shrunken hand, the deformed hand, I mean, if Jesus can heal that, He can heal you. That's right. No big deal for Him. It's easy for Jesus. We want to encourage you right now to put your faith in Jesus. Put your faith in God and put your hand on the part of your body that's sick. The healing power of God is going to flow right into your body right now as you receive, as you believe. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the beautiful people watching this program. 
And I thank you, you value them, that you love them, that you're concerned about them. Every area of their life, including their physical being. And I ask you right now to heal them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we believe we have received healing for the people right now. And we thank you for it. And we thank you that the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit is flowing through them right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, even perhaps there's someone right now watching who has a shriveled hand. I ask right now that you would make them whole. If you're watching, if there was something you couldn't do before, if you had a withered hand, go ahead and stretch it out. Do the little that you can do, mm-hmm. trusting that yes. God's power will do the part that you can't That's do. That's right. That's Hallelujah. Right. Whatever it is, put your faith into corresponding action. Amen. If you had a bad knee, start moving that knee. Right. If you had a bad shoulder, start moving your arm all mm-hmm. around. The healing power of God is flowing. Receive mm-hmm. it now. You, Say this out loud. I receive, I receive my, miracle my miracle right now. Right now. It's, mine, it's now mine now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, you are loved. We thank you for joining us today. We want to encourage you to tune in next week, or you can go to our website at impacttoday.tv, and you can find all of these episodes that we've ever taught, and you'll be blessed. God bless you. Have See a great you next day. Time. Thank you.